Uh, the feature tonight where we're going to be catching up with one player who played for Aston Villa, uh, Manchester United, Blackburn Rovers, as well as Birmingham City in the English Premier League. Now, he managed to score 123 goals, though, in the Premier League, a record for a non-European, uh, which was not broken until Sergio Aguero back in 2017. Now, in 1998, as well as 1999 season, he lifted the FA Cup trophy uh, with Manchester United of all clubs, yeah? Managing to score a hat-trick in the top-of-the-table clash with Arsenal as United went on to win a third successive title. So the exciting thing, though, when it comes to the FA Cup is that we've got some great uh, fixtures that are still coming up. Uh, the 6th of April, we'll still see Manchester City uh, taking on Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, that's uh, going to be a fantastic clash, though. If you watch Manchester City the last time out, um, they, they didn't believe what was happening to them. Uh, the 7th of April, Watford play against Wolverhampton Wanderers. And uh, for whatever reason it is, a lot of people giving Wolves uh, the upper hand. They're just that team uh, these days that... Uh, certainly play some of the greatest football that we have ever, ever seen indeed, both domestically and, of course, in the cup. Let me say good evening to the internationally acclaimed, as well as Manchester United legend and ambassador, Monsieur Dwight York. Good evening. Hey, good evening, Robert. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm actually in London here at the moment, uh, getting ready to travel. Um, are you- finding the time to give you some time. Oh, uh, that that is really remarkable. Thank you so much, though, Dwight. Are you en route again to the likes of Dubai? What's the destination? Yeah, Dubai is the destination. <laughs> That's what you're at the moment. So, yeah, so. I, I could be a travel agent, eh? Yeah, you certainly can. You will be you'll be doing very well off me at the moment with more of my travel plans. I know that. I mean, with all of the ambassadorship, though, the, the big focus here yeah, with uh, our FA Cup as well as our Vodacom feature every Wednesday, though, is to really look back uh, at the FA Cup, the importance of the FA Cup, what that meant uh, to you as Dwight York, and what, what really stood out for you when you did play back then uh, the FA Cup. Well, it's one of the prestigious um, cups. It's not the oldest cup in, in certainly in the English Premier League. Um, it's a cup that everyone wants to win outside of the Premier League. Um, so many players over the years, is, um, they haven't been able to win any trophies. And, and, and the FA Cup has become one of the trophies that um, a lot of players would love to have their hands on. And you know, Wembley as the prime spot because it, it used to be certainly back in the days of the the focal point of the, 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 the competition is to get to Wembley because of the the attraction throughout the world and how many viewers tuned into the FA Cup. It's usually a nice sunny day in London, the sort of, you know, um, the showcase um, game of the, the year for, for so many teams. So, I remember having fun memories of that and obviously winning it as a player. Um, not too many players uh, would say they have won this competition. So I'm in uh, a, a good uh, group of players that who have managed to win the competition. I mean, you talk about that uh, going through the what the 98-99 FA Cup final uh, where you played against Newcastle. They won by two goals to nil. I think goals that came through from Teddy Sheringham as well as Paul Scholes, uh, helping you know also United claim their tenth FA Cup uh, title. Just your fond memories about that game. I mean, was it one of those peculiar, high-pitched, overhyped games? Uh, 
Yeah, well, to be quite honest, <clears throat> Robert, I've, I've come close to, to winning the FA Cup a couple of times with Aston Villa. And obviously, um, when we got to the, the final against Newcastle with Man United, it was my first year. I expected to win some type of trophy. We had uh, actually wrapped up the Premier League uh, a week before that. And then obviously we were going on to, you know, to, to play against Newcastle, to, to trying to win the second trophy of that campaign. And of course, as you know, the history shows that we have gone on to win this competition. Um, as I said, it's the, the showpiece game of the, the year. Um, after the season is finished, everyone wants to to go to Wembley. Everyone wants to be at that. It's usually a, a carnival atmosphere. Um and everyone comes out in the numbers. The ones who are not playing are tuning into it in the pubs or on the the side of the road, just trying to to get a glimpse of the game. So it's a real prestige game. And as I said, I've been very lucky. Obviously, that year, of course, we went on to win the treble. So it was a, a very memorable moment for me as a player, and certainly for the rest of the team who was part of that uh, treble winning team that year. Though you got a, a former, you got a former lad that you would have maybe at some point looked around in the in the dressing room and said, "Hey, Ola Gunnar Solskjaer, what's happening? Are you well, sir?" Uh, he's come through now and taken over a, a team that was very grumpy, a team that was uh, under the cosh, underperforming, had superstars that weren't showing their worth, expensive stars that were not showing their true value, and. Then under Jose, it was a different world. Under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now, are you starting to see that revival of Manchester United all over again? Well, it certainly brings the good feel factor back into the club. Um, we have had a very fruitful first year under Jose, and you, you have to give credit where credit is due, Rob. Uh, and the reality is that he, he hasn't really kicked on as much as we would have loved him to uh, and really taken the players forward to the level but I always felt that this team was capable of doing the players that we have, the talent that we have within the ranks. Now, I'm not saying that we will win the Premier League, but certainly when we look like the likes of City and Liverpool are 16 points ahead of us, I think that was a bit of a farce. I think that Jose wasn't getting the best out of the players. Uh, and certainly Oli has come in and give them that good feel factor. Someone who's been in that dressing room, is, who's been in that position before, and, and says, you know, guys, listen, we are much better than what we are. Go play, go express yourself. And that's something that's what Alex Ferguson has always implemented into the players. You know, you, when you play sports at any level, you know, you have to have that sense of expression. And I feel that these players wasn't doing that under Jose. And now Oli's come in and he seems to have turned the table around. He's got the players playing with a smile on their face. They're running forward. They're, they're covering the miles. And the thing is, Rob, as we've said a number of times, mm. these players have not changed. The shirt number hasn't changed. It's just getting into these players' heads and let them know how fantastic that they are as players. And uh, Oli has managed to do that, and he's reaping the rewards at the moment. And would you say, though, because, Dwight, you've got to remember that you spent many a season under uh, you know, the very successful Sir Alec Ferguson, and he was able to, and you hear it from so many uh, of the former players. The other day I was listening to Peter Schmeichel, and he talked about it, um, spoke about man 
management, player management, the ability to, uh, you know, give a lad a hug and say, well done, uh, and, and not lose it with another. It's just all about how you do it, because the, these guys have incredible egos, believe it or not. I'm sure you did too as a football player, <laughs> Dwight. But from, yeah. a, from a, a player, you know, just the human approach, how important and how vital is that? And are you starting to see maybe teachings and learnings from Sir Alec Ferguson transferring into an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Yeah, Rob, I think it's it's clear for everyone. I think the game has changed over the, the years, certainly the last decade, um, of players and, and, and trying to get the right balance with players. I think you have to be firm with these superstars. One, the, the financial rewards that is uh, that is happening in our game now, the players and vast amount of money. And always a, a crucial part of any dressing room is to make sure that the players are with the, 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 the management. And the only way you can do that is having a good rapport with your players. And I think, you know, you've got to find the balance. You you know, it's it's no good, I don't think, when you have superstars at this level that you're coming out in the media and starting to point the fingers at players. I think you have to have dress rehearsal with these players within the, the, the close of the, the corridor and, you know, keeping within the squad and not making it public. I think you need to be firm. But also you need to be complimentary to people when they are doing well and make sure that they stay within the, the, the rules of the club. And I think that is something I feel that Jose failed to, to have done. He has picked fight with various players and, and, and obviously it's been well documented in the media. And I think that didn't help his cause. And we looked at Pogba, for instance. I think you know the, the wars that's been going on between him and Jose, whatever rift there were. That never seems to help. And then, you know, you just look at what Oli's coming. He says Pogba is the best player in midfield. Since then, Pogba must have scored about 12 goals, assisting 15 or 14. He's running more. He's doing more for the team. So it's very vital in, in the modern-day game that you do have a good relationship with your players. But equally, you must have control of the players and make sure you then, you know, they keep in line in what the rules and regulation of the football club and what ultimately get the best out of the players. That's what it's all oh, about, yeah. you know, having them to express themselves. And I think Ollie has managed to do that. And uh, I think, you know, everyone will echo that, you know, from my experience as a player, you have to have a good relationship. It's like your wife or your girlfriend. You, ha- you have to have a good relationship. And, you know, you know, this sport is not there for you all the time. It's only there for a period of time. So you have to, to, have, to be in love with what you're doing, but ultimately work for the person that you are working for as well. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I don't know, I, I saw the move from uh, Zinedine Zidane to Real Madrid as almost signaling the fact that whatever potential move he was going to make to Manchester United uh, will no longer happen. So does that signal again, Dwight, given your your inner circles that you do have access to, uh, that uh, Solskjaer will get this job now permanently next season? Well, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's done enough. I think um, I think it's it's gone far better than I think anyone would have anticipated, um, including Oli. I don't think he came in there with any high expectations. I think he came in there hoping that things will turn around, and he's done that. I think his record, certainly, in, you know, until in recent time, um, you know, the FA Cup and the the, the loss recently. Um, to Wolves in, in the FA Cup. I think, apart from those blips, um, I think he's been remarkable. Uh, and, you know, you've got to get credit. Now, had he come in and failed, we all would have been negative towards him. And, you know, he's a friend of mine. I know him personally. 
And I wish Oli well. And I think really when you look at who's out there, we know Pochettino has been, you know, um, talked about on, on different level, but he's at that, you know, Tottenham at the moment doing okay, although he hasn't won anything. I really don't see too many other candidates. And of course, yes, Zidane was the one, was Echo as well. Of course, his return to Real Madrid doesn't have the case. So Oli is in the driving seat. I just hope that it doesn't slacken off here and everything fade away towards the end. I hope you just keep the consistency. I think there was a great opportunity for him in the FA Cup, but Wolves has managed to turn that tie around. But certainly, if we were to go on what he has done so far, um, I think he deserves a job. I really do. Dwight, just in wrapping it up as far as the FA Cup is concerned, I spoke earlier before we had you in the line of Manchester City being there against Brighton and Hove Albion. They also got a game on the 7th of April, Watford and Wolverhampton Wanderers. What are you seeing? Are you seeing a Pep Guardiola going all the way lifting this title while keeping an eye on the EPL? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it kind of developed into the way that uh, I certainly, when I was back at United, that Trevor winning year, and of course he's in all the competition right now. He can break all records if they continue to go in the manner. And, you know, we keep thinking that it's never going to happen again. It's been 20 years since we have done it. You know, records are there to be broken, and he's certainly on the path of doing that. Um, of course, you need a little bit of luck along the way. It's not going to be all just, you know, fantastic football from City. They will need some elemental luck and certainly with injuries as well, make sure that they maintain, you know, no injuries to the key players within the squad. And I think if he can do that, yeah. now, hey, I think they'll have a good chance. Listen, you know, when you're in those positions, you want to win every game. You want to win every competition because you never know when you're going to be in those kind of circumstances again. So, I would think that, you know, he will say, listen, we are looking to break Man United record for the past 20 years of trying to do the treble, but we've got to take one game at a time. We've got to overcome these hurdles one game uh, one game at a time. And I think that's what you'll be telling these players. But certainly how things are shaping up for City at the moment, they could really um, go on to, to have an unbelievable season, a season Maybe if it's not good as good good as uh, ours in in the 1989-99 season, could be even better if they gone on to win all four competitions. I wish you as always, my friend, uh, safe travels all the way to Dubai, and uh, do let us know when you're back in a country here in South Africa. Our listeners have been uh, pushing me, urging me, uh, on the verge of throwing me over the cliff and saying, "But hey, you know, we need Dwight York to be on the Legend Show uh, on a Friday." So if that does offer itself up, Dwight, uh, let us do that. Our, our listeners will be more than excited and pleased and honoured to have you on. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Cheers, Robert. You know you're my brother. I'll always be there for you, buddy. Take care. Thank you so much, Dwight. Safe travels, my friend. Cheers. All right, then. Great stuff there, Dwight York, uh, uh, the Manchester United legend, as I said, just uh, going through uh, some of the games where he would have featured from as far as the FA Cup is uh, concerned. Yeah. We we look forward to this tournament. She still says it has the prestige that it's always had. And uh, that will never, ever disappear as far as the FA Cup is concerned. Well, always a very busy man.